This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, Bokachov, good morning. How are you? Bokachov, um, Just some statistical information regarding TikTok. I'm not quite sure how many TikTok users there are out there listening in this morning. Um, but obviously TikTok has a certain uh, reputation, controversial reputation, for not being very, very good at monitoring its content and for removing content which is inappropriate. And there was a survey that was conducted about the countries in the world who are more trigger-happy in terms of removing TikTok content rather than less trigger-happy. And I'm not quite sure whether this is a good or a bad thing because on the one hand, Mm, TikTok mm. does have this reputation for not being sufficiently good at removing content. On the other hand, um, if you become too trigger happy at removing content, then it almost makes you look like, um, it almost makes you look like you, um, are not very good at allowing, um, the, uh, a freedom of speech in your particular location. Um, but Israel apparently has emerged as one of those countries who um, is more trigger happy at removing content from TikTok. And um, when we say more trigger happy, it's eighth on the list. But for example, Pakistan removes, has a percentage of 70%, which is a percentage of the number of videos uh, as a percentage of the total population. And so they're removing a huge amount of content from TikTok, whereas Israel, which is eight on the list, has a percentage of 12.75%, so nowhere near that, but still very much monitoring the content of uh, what goes out on TikTok. Is that a good or a bad thing? What do the listeners think? Mm. Is it good to monitor this content and to be more inclined to remove, or is that an infringement upon freedom of speech? I'd love to hear from you. Three four five one nine or oh six one eight nine five one oh one nine. Yeah, I think Makundi is a bit of a TikToker himself, aren't you, Makund? What? I don't even have the app on my phone. What? I swear, I don't have TikTok. Did you not used to be a TikToker? No, my ex was a TikToker. <gasps> I'm sorry, I brought it up. Mm-hmm. I brought up the ex. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. We're going, we're going to places now we don't want to go. Right. Yeah, let's talk about something a lot uh, less uncomfortable. Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas has called Israel's independence a sham. Yeah, let's rather go there than talk about Makundi's ex. Um, seriously, what is Mahmoud Abbas trying to say in the statement? Israel's independence is a sham? Yeah, he's he's kind of trying to indicate that Israel is kind of a U.S. state. He's trying to indicate that the United oh. States is really in control of what goes on here and that Israel as being an independent state, in inverted commas, is a sham. 
because it's really the United States calling the shots here. That's okay. That if we kind of mm-hmm. uncover and unwrap the whole package, that is the um, what he's been trying to say. And he goes on to talk about um, Israel's independence in 1948, and he says, "Independence from whom?" That was his question. Who did Israel gain independence from? And I think what he misses is that it's not the independence from, but it's the independence to. Mm. He missed that particular point, that Israel didn't exist, and it wasn't that we gained independence from another nation or another state was here, even though, of course, Palestine was then ruled by a British mandate. But the point is that it was an independence to scenario. And, of course, it was independence to the Jewish state, to the state of Israel, to something which didn't exist before. And therefore, there is definitely an independence um, that goes on here. And people who visited Israel will understand that this is about as far from a U.S. state as one could get, even though there is clearly um, a very, very close symbiosis between Israel and the United States for good reasons, Mm. for good reasons, not only because the United States supports Israel, but indeed because Israel presents a real opportunity and friendship to the United States in an area of the world which is a um, um, a very tough neighborhood to survive in and one which doesn't necessarily support democratic values nor support the United States in many aspects. Um, but um, it was just interesting that this is the level <clears throat> to which Mahmoud Abbas seems to have sunk in terms of trying to justify his opposition to Israel. And it's ironic that um, he made the statement yesterday Uh, just as Secretary of State Antony Blinken was planning to visit Israel and indeed planning to visit the Palestinian Authority, um, I'm sure that that will not be going down very well at the office of the Secretary of State when he claims that America is effectively occupying Palestine. This is now the occupation being taken beyond um, all reasonable boundaries. And it sort of comes um, at a time when... um, the uh, the Palestinian Authority has sort of shown itself up to to really not believe as strongly in the so-called occupation because the term occupation is a very um, a, 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 a very fraught term and with a lot of emotion attached to it. And yet um, there was an interesting um, situation where there was a a, a report that was. Uh, submitted to UNESCO to recognize the city of Jericho as a Palestinian heritage site. And in the description of the history, the Palestinian Authority uh, request refers to the time of the Israeli occupation and then puts in brackets years, 1967 to 1994. That is the so-called time of the Israeli occupation in this application to UNESCO. And 1994 was, of course, when the Oslo Accords um, came into being and the Palestinian Authority was brought into existence. So here we have a real contradiction going on between the occupation, as is uh, commonly uh, bandied about in terminology and, and very, very emotively used, And then this little report um, going to UNESCO saying, in fact, that the occupation kind of ended in 1994, whether that was an occupation or not, of course, Mm, is a debate mm, that mm. we can hold. But they are acknowledging 
the occupation until 1994. So we'll just take that and move on because I don't even know if there's anything worth discussing because uh, well, that, that the was going to be my question. Really you know, Mahmoud Abbas just. He, he seems to just open his mouth and spew. He, there, there's, he, he, he says these insane sometimes and bizarre things over and over again, knowing that, well, there'll be a little bit of outrage and then everybody seems to forget about it and then tries to see him again as an agent of peace. It, it just doesn't really, it, it just shows how little credibility he has because it's taken seriously, but it's not really taken that seriously. He, he really is, is quite, um, universally accepted as, as having very little, uh, credibility here. I, I agree. And uh, the irony is that he, he is someone with an academic background. He does have a PhD. Mm. He has written a doctorate. He has an ability to apply academic skills and to, in, order to dissect a situation and in order to present an argument. And yet he has the reputation for just kind of a shotgun approach, just shooting at every possible opportunity without directing his fire, without honing the argument that he's trying to make in order to make it, uh, as you say, credible. I mean, the lack of credibility is clear because it's just a shotgun approach. It just Mm -hmm. goes everywhere. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it just has absolutely no basis whatsoever. Yeah, Marco says TikTok is only good for jokes. I can't take a person seriously when he's sitting in his uh, car telling us how to live the best life. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about, uh, we spoke about this march yesterday, and I was quite excited about it because having been there for the Christian march through Jerusalem, I found it an absolutely awesome event. But there were tensions yesterday between Jews and Christians in the old city. What, uh, what, what, uh, what was the source of this tension? Um, so, unfortunately, what transpired in the old city of Jerusalem yesterday is extremely regrettable. And I'd like to start out by saying that this has been roundly criticized at almost every possible place. Um, so let's just go through what went on yesterday and where things stand at the moment. There was an incident yesterday where Orthodox Jews were filmed spitting towards where Christians were walking mm. with a cross down uh, the Via de la Rosa in the old city of Jerusalem. And then it didn't end there because um, even though these Orthodox Jews and some of them um, children were seen uh, literally just spitting on the floor near where the Christians were walking. Um, and then uh, another a person who I don't even really want to name because I don't think his name really deserves to be aired, but he came out saying, that spitting towards Christians is apparently a Jewish tradition, oh, really? an ancient Jewish I wasn't tradition, aware, I wasn't aware of it. and apparently it has grounding in Jewish law, according to <laughs> the statement of this individual. And then he went yeah, on yeah. to say that um, um, you know many Jews and Christians forget about the way in which Jews were treated um, in history. Perhaps under the influence of Western culture, he says, we have forgotten what Christianity is. But I think the millions of Jews who experienced the Crusades, the Spanish Inquisition, blood libel and mass pogroms will never forget. This was his justification for why spitting towards Christians is okay under Jewish law and indeed is part of Jewish tradition and culture. Now, um, 
I don't know about you guys, but I have no idea what this individual is talking about. I've never come across this being part of Jewish tradition or culture. And I think we do have a debate on our hands here, Howard, which I would quite like to hold, but not right now, about to what extent we can be justified in holding current generations responsible for actions that were undertaken by previous generations of their religion or their culture. Do we hold the Spanish today responsible for what went on in the Spanish Inquisition? Do we hold um, people in uh, Germany responsible today for what was undertaken in the Shoah, which is almost in living memory? Do we go back and hold people responsible for what happened during the pogroms or during previous blood libels? Who do we hold responsible for those things? Are we justified in going towards Christians in the old city now during Sukkot, during the Festival of Tabernacles, and spitting at them or spitting in their direction because of the blood libels many centuries ago, because of what Christians in previous generations might have done or thought about Jews way back in the day. Now, what I would like to say, particularly to uh, the, the, the Christians who might be listening here, is that the state of Israel does not tolerate this behavior under any circumstances. And the prime minister came out immediately with a statement saying that this is entirely unacceptable and um, that the state of Israel does not support that. He said Israel is totally committed to safeguard the sacred right of worship and pilgrimage to the holy sites of all faiths. And he went on to say, I strongly condemn any attempt to intimidate worshippers and I am committed to taking immediate and decisive action against it. In that respect, I support the Prime Minister wholeheartedly. And more than that, both the, the chief, uh, the Svardi chief rabbi and the Ashkenazi chief rabbi have made statements where they have condemned this particular action and um, they have uh, issued uh, public statements. The, uh, for example, the Svardi chief rabbi Yitzhak Yosef, who himself was under some controversy from uh, because of statements that he made earlier in the week was very clear and he went on to say that an act of taunting nations using the name of religion and the name of heaven is a desecration in the name of heaven. The acts of provocation against members of other religions committed in Jerusalem must be condemned. Absolutely. This is nationalism that has no place and has nothing to do with Judaism. Now, the pronouncements of the chief rabbis have a certain bearing because they have a precedent and they apply in Jewish law to all of those who follow them. And so this is a very significant statement. And even though we've had these incidents of spitting, not for the first time, by the way, in the old city, and this has created tensions between Jews and Christians because obviously nobody likes to to be spat towards even if the spit doesn't quite reach mm, you but mm. you see people spitting on the floor near you that is an act of provocation and that is to be absolutely rejected and reviled and and uh, the, the the senior leaders have come out to make that point and the 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 other thing which I would just like to add is that there have been statements made recently by various Christian organizations including Christian organizations in South Africa about Israel being an apartheid state, and there were some pronouncements made um, in the United States also by some Christian groups um, uh, against Israel and against Jews. And I think that 
these are completely separated, unrelated to each other. There is absolutely no link. I think each of these issues needs to be dealt with in isolation and according to its merits, and we shouldn't try somehow to link all of these things together. I think it's important as well, and I think the condemnation is important, that you have a couple of individuals behaving badly is what happens. You can't have, unfortunately, a perfect society. Gimple says that individual, um, Ben Gvir, needs a snot club. Uh, please, can you get rid of him? That is uh, from Gimple. Absolutely, uh, yeah, it, it takes what what is a magnificent event and what is an inspiring and unifying event and just turns it into something ugly. What is reassuring is the massive, massive pushback to the uh, behavior of uh, by a couple of people just to ensure that everybody understands fully how unacceptable it is. Anthony Reich, thank you as always. Uh, you can catch Anthony tomorrow morning, 7.45 for the Israel Report. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. Dot com.